0: gets done at a reasonable hour yes
1: ma'am all mm-hmm. right do you want me to sing? clap or do you want to clap this is how we do our ghetto sync every week maleka
0: it's not ghetto it's not ghetto this what, but okay, this is what the but, tv people do as well I know, okay it's no but that's funny.
2: brilliant i love seeing this behind the scenes because i'm just like <laughs> this is like i mean on the back end like this is such good content i'm just like this is how we started like this is how we like started our podcast when we were, we were on limited budget and yep. before, like, people want to see this be like, how they do it, show them we clapped and people are going to clap. Like, that. that's going to be the thing. <laughs> Actually,
1: no, that's a good point. All right, I'm ready when you are. Are you leading or am I?
0: Uh, I'll do it this time. Okay, so then like can okay, okay, hear the line. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. And yeah, then we sync right? those claps and that's how we... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow 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 no, don't y'all don't are realize, smart i don't realize y'all... how bushy it is until somebody else is <laughs> <this happen. laughs> only reason I could why feel, i could feel my, like that's face being like huh <laughs> no and because
2: i heard three so like i heard, heard this yeah, one heard this, this one and and
0: then, then the one. <laughs> so what happens when we're editing post-production mm-hmm. is that like with why like a clap works so well this also works for like video shoots and all of that stuff mm-hmm. but you see like essentially like this really harsh line mm-hmm. and you basically sync it up till it sounds like one unique like one singular one clap, clap and then that's how everybody oh. sounds like oh this is a conversation even though we're all in different places oh my
1: god that's brilliant this is why oh. she's in charge we just put the engineer's shot of everything
2: Bruh, it's <laughs> Oh, I feel like I my mind just expanded tenfold.
0: <laughs> no, but it's, it's good. It's one, it's nice to bring friends on here because I think, you know, when you say, oh, you know, we're starting a podcast and stuff, the idea, like what you are actually doing to get everything together is very loose. People are like, okay, maybe you're just talking into your phone or mm-hmm. you bought a couple of mics, but. The The production. Like, honestly, recording is the most fun. Mm-hmm. But doing all the outlining before, yeah. then editing afterwards. Oh, what clips will work? What media to, mm-hmm. like, attach to the clips? I'm like, this is a... No wonder this is a job. Nobody's... Yeah, doing. actually.
2: Yeah, no, and y'all do it so well. So I'm, like, very excited to, like, see how y'all make it happen and just be... Also, so don't be don't here. say
1: y'all because this is... We're really operating the 80-20 room right now. 80% of it is Esther. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like that's not even an understatement. Eighty percent, if not like ninety percent, is Esther, and then okay. I just show up. I just show up my Instagram post. I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. understood. understood.
3: <laughs> we well say done. This,
1: we
0: say this, but I don't like social media, so none of the social and media do is I, me. Mean. So.
3: <laughs>
0: like I like I love the like the nitty gritty of like okay, like how do we EQ somebody to make them sound good. What is it like, mm-hmm. what is the story that we're telling? With, like, that's my, that's my jam. Mm-hmm. How do we market this? That's, that stops being my jam immediately. <laughs> yeah. How do we engage like, like users I, between 18 and <laughs>
2: no. like, I want to make it, but everything else, y'all got it. Yeah.
0: Yes. As a, the goal, the prayer is God, please find us an editor <laughs> and a social media manager. Yeah. I was like, yes.
1: let's just get a team of two or maybe one person that could do both. Actually, that sounds like stress but somebody external but if i'm paying them
0: then that's stress that they yes, no, but
1: what with what money
0: that's that's why we got a crowdfund. Yeah. i mean it's not happening this year because time and we have to just i just want to wrap up yeah. i just want... i'm just yeah. <laughs> we're so close to hitting your episode 23 of 26 mm-hmm. so
1: we're almost okay. there whoo here we go here we go here mm-hmm. we go
2: um i have a someone who does podcast work she just started a new job so like she's not like working on projects right now mm. but definitely someone that i can like recommend she's like she's produces one podcast as a host on another nice and she's please, no
0: please put us in contact
3: mm-hmm. yeah
2: and i'll get y'all in touch even, and then like then y'all can communicate whenever she's like ready to take people on yeah um But no, she and I'm I'm trying to get her to do that full time. So this is like, this would be really huge for her. Yeah. So however the timing works out.
0: And it would be dope, honestly, if we can. Because I would love my ideal creative would just be focused on like the storytelling and what like vision we have for Mm -hmm. the podcast itself. Mm -hmm. Like the tech stuff is great too, but it just, it's almost like it's having to take the majority of my brain space where it's like okay i know that we can't put on is that clicking
1: can you hear a clicking it's small it's really me. is is your metronome on no it's not my metronome it's just janky mike you. i was about if, to fight you do you remember right. what episode we had the, the mic the metronome on for like 30 minutes <laughs> yo <laughs> what does what's a
2: metronome and what does that do So you know how like
1: in like old timey music, like if you're ever watching like an old timey like band or orchestra perform, there's that like machine or like it's like a box and has like a little swinging thing that goes. Yes, 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 yes. So that's the sound, like the clicking sound that keeps time.
2: Got it, got it, got it.
1: Like if you open GarageBand and you Mm -hmm. just like start recording and there's like that clicking noise, Mm -hmm. that's the metronome.
2: Got it, got it, got it, got it. Wow, I've learned so much in five minutes.
3: like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to bring you on here just because I think that with this topic, you know, we're talking about boundaries and stuff. It's great to It's great to talk to somebody who I feel like, I think you've mastered this. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely. Like, especially now that, because you're someone who's super into spirituality and I only, Demi probably knows better than I, but talk me through like what that's been like for you
1: mm-hmm. wait hold up rewind we've got to introduce the listeners no no, no but this what we'll, we'll do that after you know let okay, them get a taste okay. of who she is that's a good
0: point because they, they've they technically they've been soft launched onto her before
1: yeah we've mentioned her on like three two three different episodes okay. <laughs> so yeah flesh. so you're a
0: big spirituality person you're what like, i guess i mean i i sort of know the difference between that and religion but mm-hmm. walk to the listeners for you where that line is for you what you're doing right now as part of your practice and
2: yeah, yeah. so uh i kind of bucket spirituality and mindfulness and wellness and all of that into like a big bucket um because i think i have found a way to kind of bring that all together into one um I kind of, I think in my head, the official start of this journey for me was when my dad passed away. Um, He passed away a little over a year after my mom. Um, So it was me and my sisters, we're the only ones here in the States, Um, so I just had to kind of I needed something. I needed something to kind of keep me going because Mm. everything, I was just in a really dark place questioning a lot of things. Um, I grew up, I went to Catholic school up until my first year of high school and then transferred to um, a private school that was considered Episcopalian. So always been around Christianity. Um, My mom would take us to Baptist church. And so like always was in, you know, a very Christian space. Um, but I personally just never felt connected to it. And so when my parents passed, I was angry, deeply, deeply angry with God. I'm like, God, my, my mom was, has so much faith in God. Oh my goodness. I've never seen someone so faithful mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, she was diagnosed with cancer when I was uh, 10 or 11, and she'd just been sick the rest of her life. But for her to hold on so tightly that God was going to bring her to better days, I was furious when he took her away.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and so that's when I started searching. I started searching who was God, what, what kind of God would put... Put his children through this yeah um and through that I've been really just learning about how different people across the world connect to spirits connect to the higher power um and my curiosity for knowledge and understanding kind of has brought me through this whole journey to, to this date
3: mm.
1: Damn, we're starting. Hot. <laughs> no, I like it. We're starting very heavy. I love it.
0: I knew that bring on. Um, this is because we're we're sort of about the jokes, but I like. I knew that bring you on here. We're gonna have some serious conversations. Like we're gonna try and make it funny, but I feel like you're gonna really make us think.
2: <laughs> That's episode. what I'm here to do, y'all. That's what I'm here to
3: do.
0: So you you're going through faith. You're mad at God. You're now learning about these other ways that people um practice um their faiths and where what does practicing spirituality look like for you right now
2: for me right now um i started doing uh, tai chi more recently i've been doing yoga and practicing meditation consistently for about two years i think i'd had some previous exposure to meditation and mindfulness before then but in my head i mark it i'm at like the two-year mark mm. um but right now i'm practicing tai chi um uh, what is tai chi because yeah. i don't know what tai chi is of course <laughs> so tai chi is this uh you know spiritual practice of so the form that i practice is from korea um and it's like um A dance-like meditative movement practice Mm. um, that involves a lot of body tapping and bringing your attention to the body so that you can feel your way through your emotions. Mm. Um, And I can we can we can chat we can chat about the ins and outs of it but I think what I (laughs) am what I am taking from the practice right now is just a place to really be in my body and move you know the stickiness and the ick very intentionally um and just through that practice you know I get to see what is what is really going on and what is really like tugging at my heart
0: Mm. Do you think it's more of like an experience that it allows you to have a better awareness of how you're feeling? Or is it helping you like channel through like, I guess, like a rough spot? Like if you're going Mm -hmm. through something, it's like brings you back to equilibrium or it's more like, would I'm not super in touch with my emotions, and this kind of brings me there, or both, or neither? It
2: it can it can do so many different things on different days. Mm. Um, I think there are some days where I come to class, um, and I don't really know what's wrong. And I, I, everyone in my class like, who comes to the studio knows I'm very honest. I will tell them I'm grumpy right now. I'm- <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: we kind of we always check in before the start of class. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't really want to be here, um, but I'm here. And I know that after the 7x75 minutes, I'm going to feel like a whole new person. Mm. Um, sometimes I come in knowing what's kind of on my mind. Um, on my heart, or I can feel something in my body. Like I have, a, I carry a lot of tension on the left side of my body, usually my left hip. Mm. So I'll come in knowing that, you know. However, we're doing the movements that day, I want to make sure that I'm bringing attention to my hip, yeah. so that I can help, kind of like, through the movement massage whatever energetic and physical block I'm feeling to kind yeah. of come to that release.
0: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so cool. <laughs> Look, yeah. I'm- I learned this week that I just, I need to stretch more.
2: <laughs> listen, listen, especially people with uteruses. When I tell you there's so much that we're holding in that part of our body, it is, I I feel like I'm, I'm going to preach, I'm going to use this, this platform, this opportunity. This is, it. this is your, this is the moment to do it. Yo, if you are a person with uterus, especially black folk, there is so mm. much... Emotion that comes down and sits in our pelvic area. And all the emotions that we are ever, all those heavy emotions, they're heavy, they have to go somewhere.
1: like hitting uh, the ground uh, running uh, uh, or uh, advice. Uh, uh, there's nothing for them like we can't we'll save something for them to take you can't later. see you to give, give this, this is why now. you come onto a
0: bag from minutes whatever this ends up being you can learn
2: listen i'm ready to teach no okay right,
0: let's 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 give let's give them a proper introduction listeners i hope that you live mm-hmm. for these extensive introductions because i do and they will be continuing yes, in the do. future we are continuing in the Nigerian energy because I love my country. Nigerians, we just do it better, and you will not convince me otherwise. I'm a biased party. And y'all know that I have been living for our friends coming on here, blessing you with their wisdom, their knowledge, as they tackle this season of second growing up. And today's guest is hmm. no exception. This babe, Hallelujah. this big madame, <laughs> is the ultimate trendsetter. She is just, she's just living her life, guys. That's really, that's what, that's what gets me. She's just living her life, and the rest of us are out here waiting, watching in the cut, because it's only a matter of time before we realize that we need to do what she's doing. So, with a humble heart, it is truly, truly a pleasure to welcome today's guest, Malaika. Wow.
2: Yo, get this. (laughs) but it's only right
1: <laughs> you thought you thought i wasn't gonna do it you thought i wasn't gonna do it you thought, you're lucky
0: you really you're lucky thought. you're not here i would take that air horn from you
2: wow 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 what's what's an introduction what an introduction i do just be living my life
0: that's really it and i you really do. But that's what's, I don't, I don't, the mystique about mm. you, that's what, <laughs> yep. that's what, I don't know, it enamors me mm. is the fact that you are really, you're just focused on yourself and you're focused on your improvement. And the rest of us are like, hmm, I wanna get like that. And it's not, uh, oh, I wanna be Malaika, mm-hmm. but I don't know what Malaika's doing. I wanna do that so that I can be uh-huh. that version of <laughs> yes. that for myself.
1: Malaika? Malaika is like the most private, public (laughs) person that is publicly private. And she's, she's like Beyonce. It, like, you know what oh she's doing, God. but you also don't Not know what she's doing. I'm like, oh, I know she's like leading like meditation and doing yoga and spirituality and all of these things. But if you ask me to tell you specifically what she's doing. You
2: don't have an idea.
1: Even after she has explained it to me before. Oh, my goodness. No. Wow.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, no lies have been told. This has been my friends are always just I, like, we'll get a new job. And they're just like, Malika, you got a, a new job and you t- told no one. I'm so sorry, y'all.
3: Literally, I didn't
1: know she was working at this current job for, like, six months.
2: Oops. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Actually, no, maybe not six. Maybe, like, three. <laughs> but still.
2: But we're here now. But you know now.
1: <laughs> we move. And I appreciate that.
0: Because Real Gs really do move in
2: silence. Oh, Ooh. I wish it's... I, you know, I don't even try to... It's not even about, like, moving in silence. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like... I have uh, really learned that time is of the essence. Mm. Time is of the essence. And, uh, you know, I think I am starting to recognize within myself just how much I love connecting with people. Connecting with people. Yeah. I love just sharing in good vibes and good energy. Um, but I also know how much that drains my energy. Mm. I get tired very quickly. Yeah. Very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I want to be in a space where... Oh, lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry, y'all. No,
1: no. I mean, that's why we edit. <laughs> that's okay. That's, take a- I mean, it's the end of the workday. Your <laughs> brain is, is still unwinding from all of that. So okay. take your time. But it's like, I think you have when I envision what social media is supposed to look like um, in a healthy way, I feel like I automatically gravitate to you and your online presence. In particular, not because like, I mean, obviously, <laughs> fine, <laughs> that's it. Guys. But like, I think there's something about how you present yourself online that's still very true to who mm. you are. And the problem that I have with like, social media and with influencers in particular is influencers are always doing this thing where they'll get into yoga and then they post their morning routine and then they post their morning stretches and it's very clearly like pose stage it's not something that they actually do but in in your accounts it feels like we're getting It's like, we all know you're doing something, and it's like, we're finally getting an insight on what you actually do in the mornings. It's not Mm. staged. It's, like, very true to who you are, and you're, like, inviting us into what is actually your life, as opposed to some plaster you put out for the world to see. Yeah. And it's scary to be that
2: vulnerable. It is.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: I, well, one, I feel like, um... I think that's why I... I will always prioritize doing the morning routine over filming it. Mm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Please say that again. Please
3: say that. <laughs> Tell these them. listeners. Please. I will always prioritize
2: God. actually doing the morning routine over filming it. If I... I don't have enough time if I'm already rushing, if I'm already short on time, because to set up my tripod, like it adds you know another 45 seconds on the end of everything and mm-hmm. for a whole mm-hmm. morning routine that adds up. So if I'm already running out of time,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to just okay like like we're gonna do what we need to do to get you through the day and that includes you know taking some time to read, moving our body and getting something to eat. Very quick to the point. And if I have a little bit of extra time to mm-hmm. film it and show, and share as an example for others, then I'm more than happy to do that. Um, but I think like, I think for so long, I was really unsure of who I was yeah. to be putting myself out. Um, and I think in the last, you know, two years, COVID really has like fast tracked me on this, this path. Um, I feel like I have learned so much about what my options are for a morning routine because I've experimented with so many different ways to make my mornings comfortable to get me through the day. Mm. Um, Mm. And I might as well share that to someone else. There's always going to be someone who is one step behind where you are in your journey and you're able to share the one piece that will get them to that one step ahead that you're at now.
3: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So I think with when I am posting, I am posting from a place of I've tried this, I've tried and failed this several times. And I am in a place where I understand that someone is one step behind me.
3: Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm
0: we're all at least <laughs> let's, let's 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 tell honest. let's tell the let's tell the truth let's and shame go. the devil let's
1: <laughs> start there let's
2: start there wherever you are on your journey wherever you are in your journey there's
1: at least three steps behind <laughs> if not six maybe a flight <laughs> behind actually now that uh, it, like relax relax
2: <laughs> um however i can take my experience and give it back to the collective um I think that's something that I'm trying to get more comfortable with yeah. and um mm-hmm. it can just it can just help to make the world a, a more comfortable place for all of us.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oof. Oof. Oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <Yeah. laughs> that was fast. No,
0: it's and it's relieving to hear you say something like this, especially because um I had mentioned before that you've kind of been soft launched on the pod before and uh listeners there was this quote from i can't remember which specific episode in our pretty ugly episode what is this
1: the second
0: pretty but you ugly. you have said you're forced to be more discerning because people just want to be in proximity to you um mm-hmm. so you're forced to figure out their intentions and i remember mm-hmm. when i first said this i was like
2: ooh, mm-hmm.
0: ooh. and this is mm-hmm. coming this is coming from a fine babe like <laughs> listeners i know we don't have audio mm-hmm. you're never gonna get it but oh we don't have yes video. So we, have we have audio we don't have video you're never gonna get it but malika is one of the finest babes
1: <laughs> don't worry her instagram and TikTok inside and out so that's what's though. crazy because i've met a lot
0: of fine babes on the outside not fine on the inside that's not what gets, inside. gets me about Mala- this is a beautifully and wonderfully made is oh really yeah. a way to describe mm-hmm. this girl so when I heard you mm-hmm. say something like that and seeing just how purposeful you are with how you manage social media, with mm-hmm. how you're putting yourself out there for the public to consume you, it's clear that you're someone who understands the importance of boundaries mm-hmm. and knowing when it's right for people to come into your space and versus when you need to just kinda mm-hmm. add some fencing mm-hmm. X amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean I guess my first question before getting to it is that was there any like particular instance that triggered this need to be more prudent with the people that you keep close or like why is the Malika of today so good at figuring out who to keep around her
2: yeah Ooh, damn. let's get into it let's do it <laughs> mm-hmm. um I learned to develop my boundaries through my grief process um uh, That is a very, you know, big, Mm. big emotional journey to go through. And I really did not have much in me to take anything more than necessary. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Nigerian aunties and uncles. Hey, Mm. hey, hey. (laughs) Uh, a lot of them showed themselves in the time after Mm. my parents passed. Um, And maybe it was the way that, you know, it was, I, you know, a lot of things could have been because of the, my mental state there, state at the time that I saw them in certain lights, but even regardless of whether, what, what my perception was from those experiences, I learned If I am going to get me and my sisters through this, like I need to make sure that there isn't this person over here causing wahala, this other person saying this, this, that. I have this one auntie, told my sister, and the month, maybe in the the summer after my dad passed, maybe six months, she says, "Oh, I'm in town. I'm coming to. uh, I would like to see you." The first thing she says to my to my sister. Is she pinches her cheek and she says, ah, ah do you, should you not be losing weight? In the middle of a grief process? Jesus
1: Christ okay. is good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me not get triggered this evening. Let me not talk about somebody else's no, auntie. That's,
1: when, and that's the thing is that like in moments of grief, like everyone has a weird, different <sighs> yes. way of processing it. As much as I'd like to say that was her grief response, that's just a cultural thing that needs it, to stop. We need to Nigerians need to just stop commenting about weight completely. every time they see people. But the problem the problem in this Instance in particular is sure she was probably mm-hmm. also still grieving and trying to also try to find a way to relate to your sister, mm-hmm. but in doing that, she's forcing and projecting her own grief grief onto exactly. your sister. Like why? Why? Why do Nigerian aunties and uncles feel the need to project a all lack of, of their therapy to other people? Hell, Sorry,
3: mean to... a
2: Lack of therapy <laughs> processing their own emotions. alone Um.
3: Yeah. I mean. <laughs> so
2: after after hearing that. I I felt this really huge responsibility to make sure that my sisters did not get any more of that treatment than we already needed than we already had yeah um, mm-hmm. that was the last time we ever spoke to that auntie mm, uh, good. no no I, I'm not going to yeah I learned boundaries because I needed to learn how to take care how to protect my sisters
3: yeah
2: I learned boundaries because I knew that my my journey is only just beginning i am not going to make it to the end if i did not put guardrails on how people are interacting with me
3: yeah
1: Mhm. and in a culture like ours that's especially hard to do because um, they don't know boundaries everything is family this and i'm lot. like
2: very grateful for my mom's side of the family especially um you know once you get into the realm of family, everything gets gets a little tricky and gets a little sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say to the, the aunts that I've gotten close to, you know, in the last couple of years, they've given me the space to push those boundaries. Because for me, I knew at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I'm just like, I can't be worried about how what you think of me when I have two sisters and myself to get through this next phase of our lives. Yeah so yeah. and i think also i feel like <laughs> this is such a, a horrible horrible thing to say but
1: my, say it my- we say horrible things on here all the time <laughs> say it light like, out
2: my parents are say already it. gone like who is going to beat my ass exactly <laughs> oh my i God. i that is exactly the energy <laughs> who is going to? I pay my bills right. exactly. I pay my my sister's and, tuition. Yeah. Um, Period. My sister is going like both my sisters just graduated college and high school.
0: Amen.
1: Ah, we thank God.
2: That was going to take work on my part, my sister's part, and if there was anyone who was just going to just make that troublesome for me, I put a boundary, mm-hmm. and I think bound. I think the way that we understand boundaries is that when you put a boundary up, it's an electric fence. No, mm-hmm. I am putting a line mm-hmm. down on the ground that communicates to both myself and to you that says, this is where we can meet. Mm-hmm. This is where this relationship mm-hmm. can be fulfilling to me. Yeah. But you have to meet me here. Yeah. And if you aren't okay mm-hmm. with that, if, you, if I put a boundary and you say, um, actually, I don't like that, that tells me everything I need to know and I have taken that from family. I've taken that at work. I've taken that with friendships. I've taken that with romantic partners. Yeah. It is a practice in every different space because the way you maneuver those types of relationships are different. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I think overall, like, you learn to practice setting boundaries Mm -hmm. in small ways in one place, in one area of your life, sooner or later it's it's still the same muscle you're training it will Mm -hmm. trickle into other areas
0: and what's been what's been so interesting and hearing you say that is i'm noticing this is the first time in my life i'm having to be so strict with my boundaries for better and for worse on one hand Mm -hmm. i'm so grateful because Mm. i'm looking back like i have a lot of really great friendships and people who didn't necessarily require me to be like you cannot talk to me this way.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm I thank God for mm-hmm. that and I'm I'm grateful that I have these kinds of people around me. But now that I'm having to set, like be a lot clearer with those boundaries, it's crazy how easy it is for others to mistreat me in order mm-hmm. to get the benefits yeah. of my friendship.
3: Mm-hmm. Ooh.
0: Yeah. And, mm. It it was wild. I I don't know if I'd mentioned this on the podcast before, but I had to recently tell someone that we can't be friends anymore. Mm -hmm. Because you're not a good friend.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sometimes the that Mm -hmm. has to be the boundary. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that has to be the boundary. Like
0: I do like and Mm -hmm. it's less of a oh, I do this for you, so you have to do this for me. Mm -hmm. But this is how I need to be treated. You can't tell me how to be a good friend to me. Only I know that. Exactly. So when I communicate that to you, Mm -hmm. if you choose not to opt into that this contract that we have, then we can't be
2: friends. We don't need to be here. We because this is not right. serving. This is not what are we? What are we gaining from being exactly. here? Exactly. The process of knowing what your boundaries are takes a lot of self reflection.
0: Yes, and being brutally mm. honest with your shortcomings.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And for me, yeah. it was I. I prided myself on being this very unfeeling person that mm-hmm. nothing got to me, mm-hmm. and. Mm when it came to setting healthy boundaries with friends, I had to recognize that I'm a person too. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I may Mm -hmm. not be the person who's like crying when I see like puppies and dogs, (laughs) but certain things hurt my feelings.
2: Yes, yes.
0: And it's important that if these are people who are calling themselves my friends Mm -hmm. and who want to pour into my life, that it's okay for me to ask them to treat me a certain way. Absolutely.
3: it Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i'm saying all this and i'm shaking my head
2: (laughs) no because i i know that there i i know there's one particular like incident that you're thinking of right now that you're just like how did how did we get there how did we get there Mm. how did we get here
0: why am i telling myself that i deserve for people to treat me nice Yeah,
2: but but i'm like we can we can we can ask we can ask ourselves that why do we why do i feel like i need Mm -hmm. to tell someone that i deserve to be treated nice what
1: that's a good question
2: if you ever want to figure out anything i always say look at your childhood (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. when have we how many times growing up have we been told you're not good enough it's not enough you don't
1: deserve
3: you haven't you haven't worked hard enough
1: triggered
2: (laughs) not you you haven't worked hard enough
0: it's it's
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's these messages that we're told when we're younger that become part of our subconscious psyche that that is what Mm -hmm. we grew up if that's what you're hearing as a child that is your understanding of the world Mm. so your subconscious is always going to look for things in your environment that match what it knows
0: this is sort of happening in my therapy session, but it's also just happening as like a personal reflection, but I'm having to come to terms with the fact that so much of my life I've been like, was there was this subtle um, aura of pleasing people attached Mm -hmm. to everything I do Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. my parents. It was more so with getting good grades and doing well in school with friends. It was wanting to be liked. It was wanting to be part of the in crowd, even Mm when things that I did excel at Mm -hmm. in music or like with, the arts i still found myself wanting to be the best or mm-hmm. wanting to be to hang out around with certain people because they were attached with um like with being seen as like relative mm-hmm. like not relative relevant um, relevant yes. thank you yes, mm-hmm. yes. and now as an adult i'm seeing how it's carrying through where i'm asking myself how am i getting here to this point where i'm asking people to treat nice I'm. This is the first time in my life mm-hmm. where I am constantly asking myself, what do I want to do in this moment? Yeah. Not what is expected mm-hmm. of me, not what do I think will put me in high esteem. What do I actually want to do with my life? Because mm. I truly am in the driver's seat. Yeah. I get to choose.
1: Yes. <laughs> That's the thing that it's like, it's like uh, there's something about being this age and having grown up in a Nigerian household that makes you forget that you're actually still an adult a lot of times because our community is so tight-knit and we keep relationships with our family our parents our aunts our uncles our elders and we feel like we have to nurture those relationships i think oftentimes like because there's that hierarchy that age hierarchy that expected respect Mm -hmm. but it's not an earned respect it's an expected respect right Mm so there's a level of entitlement that comes with some of the people who are older than us. And so it's hard sometimes when you're at this age where it's like, I'm actually an adult. I'm paying my bills. Or, well, I'm personally not right now because I'm back in school. <laughs> 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 so maybe just, maybe just be careful about it.
0: But it's like... When, I, yo, we hail you. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like we're,
1: we're at an age where we're actually full-on, full-grown, full-blown adults. But we haven't really been given the breathing room to actually experience that mm-hmm. for most of us and i think it's especially painful to try and establish your boundaries with those adults because in their eyes you don't deserve it you know it's it, again same it's an it. expected respect it's not an earned respect
2: yeah it has been uh a uh it has been a, there have been growing pains, mm. um, s- learning to set those boundaries, mm-hmm. um, with aunts and uncles. <laughs> um, I think the, one of the biggest ones is like the frequency with which I will be calling. You know, I have a big family. I have a big family. There's, I think eight aunties, my mom's direct siblings. <sighs> then my dad's side, another five. Hmm. Iboquenu. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> never mind all the friends that mm-hmm. my mom made, that like the family that we have here. There's a lot of people that like in my in my parents' village. Mm-hmm. But I don't have time for all of that. Plus my own friends, plus everything that needs to get done. You've mm-hmm. got to get selective. No, very selective. Um and I think I uh, it's been really beautiful, like getting to know like my mom's side of the family. like I feel like there's mm-hmm. this one auntie, the my mom's youngest sister, who I've just gone grown really close to, yeah, and uh, I'm just like, i I trust that you will disperse all needed information to everybody because mm-hmm. I don't have time to talk to every single one, one one yeah. one one by one. um that was a boundary that I had to set. I said I will call, I will talk, speak with everyone. You know here and there Mm -hmm. but if you for more regular updates please check in with auntie zuzu like which is is crazy (laughs) mail forwarding
0: side note this is the it's the same people who'll be asking why you don't call them have you called me my god thank you (laughs) please this phone thing the ringer it goes both Both ways ways. (laughs) you could reach out if you cared but you don't right so stop lying like you do cuz I'm I'm done.
2: I present a lot older than I am. Mm-hmm. But please know that I'm just a few years out of school. Yeah. I'm just a baby. <laughs> I'm a baby. I'm just a baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's good. It's it, it's good that you remind yourself of that because it's if you get so caught up in having to be mature all the time you lose out of that opportunity to enjoy your youth. And mm. the fact that you are a young babe right now. Yeah. like The fact that we, we talked about, I can't even referencing all these episodes, but the mm. way that we mature um, our African um, girls so fast and have mm. them starting to fill these roles that women should be filling is not good.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's important have to... A- Please go ahead. No, Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go on, go on. <laughs> go on, go on, finish. It's, it's important lag. to
0: It's important for for us to be able to assert those levels of you cuz this is not to be not to be an anti, but this is how people end up doing drugs. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: yes. Yes. And I understand why. Like <laughs> <laughs>
3: not- this is
2: how people end
1: up doing drugs. Oh my god! Yeah. See, this is how people end up doing
2: drugs. Like because no, you age so far that you think like this is—is is this what I have the rest of my life to look forward to? Yeah. yeah. No, I would. I, I get it. I see why they would. One would do such a thing. <laughs>
0: Oh my you do God. that, then the only place you have relief is either through alcohol or through some sort of substance. Mm. And then you get caught in that because you're just forever caught in this cycle of being seen as older than you are. So you've never actually had a chance to embrace your youth.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. I like th- I should have brought my journals with me so I could have made <laughs> oh direct God. references, direct oh references. God. No, because this was something that I've like, I actually have been reflecting on very mm. deeply mm. because i feel very old i'd be feeling very old sometimes like
1: you've lived like three lives already ah you really as in, have lived at least three lives oh, and you're not even 25 yet oh my goodness
0: so much has happened like
1: actually by the time this episode comes out you be 25 <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> what am i saying
2: um uh, yeah yeah and i uh it's like an identity crisis Mm -hmm. like
3: uh,
2: in a way that you know i know i know there's like a quarter life crisis whatever but Mm -hmm. i think mine has really been like deep deep where i'm just like i get happy mother's days like mother's day i feel very connected to one Mm -hmm. because i'm connecting to my mother and connecting to like you know my femininity in my and what that means in my family line Mm -hmm. but then also like I am a mother like You're a mother. I yeah. my youngest sister is 7 years my junior. That mm-hmm. is my child.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, you pay for her tuition, so Yeah. That's, like that's legally that
1: is your child.
0: <laughs> that's some grown woman business.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So like and like the sacrifices you've had to make for your family. Well, not, let me not call it sacrifice because then that makes it seem like it's like you weren't abated, happy, abated, or it wasn't abated. a choice that you, you. I had. Yeah, I had someone the
2: other day tell me, you know, it's a holy burden.
1: Mm. Oh, oh, God forbid! Ooh, oh, God forbid! <laughs> no, 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 no! Ooh, Please, mm. let's not let's not disgrace God by saying, "Oh, this <laughs> thing happened to you," and by effect, it's your holy burden. What kind of
3: fuck What kind of nonsense you, is and, that? I'm sorry, that pisses me no, off. No,
1: and I get it. I
2: get it. When 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 I was first, you know stepping into this grief process people were just like god can only give you what you can handle and i would be like uh "Uh, i don't i don't like that
0: i don't like that either i don't
2: like that (laughs) i reject that as a
0: christian as somebody who claims to follow
1: christ i reject that i thank you Uh, and that is some painful it is i think we talked about this last week (laughs) like Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait we had um, we had our episode on kindness and just like what it looks like. Oh, yeah.
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> I, we need to bring you back. That's what yeah. we're we not even a half hour so much in. We to cover. Yeah. We're bringing you back oh, in my, for a part not, two. It's not even eight o'clock yet.
3: That's crazy. <laughs>
2: yeah. it's
0: not even, we, we have to bring you in for a part two.
1: Okay, let's do it. But seriously, like that whole talk of, oh, God doesn't give you what you can't handle, or it's your holy burden. Mm-hmm. It's like it. When people say that they're not, they're not intending to be harmful. Mm-hmm. They're usually trying to like connect, but it almost takes away the fact that one, you have a choice, and that God gives you a choice <sighs> yeah. in whether you want, like, in how you want yes. to handle a situation, mm-hmm. and that two. Like, there's no, like, there's nothing else. Two is that the devil is real. The
0: devil, negative energy, karma, whatever you want to call it. The devil is real. And he's really out here to
1: kill, steal, steal, and destroy. mm -hmm, But it also fully puts the responsibility of what happens on your hands, mm. because by saying it's your holy burden or God is giving you the thing that you can handle, if things don't turn out the way that everybody else wants them to turn out, they will now say it's your That's fault it. and mm. that you weren't walking Ooh. in the way that God set out Ooh. for you, Yikes. which is so unfair. It's are you God? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, this really pissed me off. <laughs>
2: no, and, the, and this it, is really it, pissing me off. And this needed to be said. This needed to be said. Yeah. Um, I feel like hindsight is always 2020
3: it is mm-hmm.
2: and uh, I, f- I see how this holy burden I'm doing air quotes yeah this holy burden has transformed me into being able to ha- have conversations like this mm-hmm. where I'm talking about the journey that I went through and setting boundaries and learning how to create how to what I needed to do in order to create a life that I wanted to live yeah. Mm -hmm. On top of that, I am also feeling the call to share this, Mm. to share this so that other people who are going through whatever journey, whatever process, whatever emotion is in their own life, take my lessons. Mm -hmm. Use Use what applies, leave what doesn't.
0: Part of, I think, what plays into our conversation about boundaries and how we've each kind of Tackled this is the fact that we all went to boarding school.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh God!
1: (laughs) I drag I drag this school every week. So we know. (laughs) (laughs) We (laughs) are.
0: And we can all agree that friendship, any sort of relationship, just it takes active work to maintain, with or without boundaries, Mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm. With boarding school and with uni, it disguised the level of work that they had to go through to create these connections and relationships that are Mm -hmm. easy to maintain within the space. So for the most part, everyone's operating within the same level of like difficulty and stress. So you're not even having to uh, handle what we're doing now. It's like people are working in different time zones, working different hours for their jobs. Like Mm -hmm. school took a lot of that stress away But we're still, we still had to find ways to be intentional about our friendships because even though we're all working within like that same shared space, after two, three, four years, we're gone. You may never see this person again because Mm -hmm. they
1: could come from God knows where. I was going to say, in some cases, you don't
0: want to be What? Every opportunity. <laughs>
3: Every opportunity.
1: So- I'm just like, <laughs>
2: there's the, 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 sounding like there's a, there's a somebody.
1: <laughs> no, there's no one in particular. It's just the general vibe.
2: No, I feel that.
0: So do you feel like in boarding school, um, you... There was a level of um, creating boundaries that you were already having to do with your friendships or, ha- or even just like small moments where you realized, I need to let my friend know this about me or how to treat me in order to continue our friendship.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm. Um, wow, there's so many things that I want to say to this. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many things. We got time. Um I feel like and Demi and I went to boarding school together so she has the memories of seeing me in that space that I I always feel like my memory my <laughs> like <laughs> memory of high school and boarding school was very warped. Um I remember her
1: her high school experience better
2: than <laughs> <if> she <remembers. laughs> better and very very differently.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. Um
2: I feel like I uh, have always so like generally before getting to like you know boundaries with specific friends Mm -hmm. i feel like i try to like put an energetic boundary um Mm. that like without saying anything you know that i'm not the one that you want to be crossing yeah um and i don't do it intentionally it's kind of just you know i think i just go in just knowing that like I, i don't even know how to explain it I just don't try to mm-hmm. go out of my way to, like, make sure people don't talk to me or whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's also, I'm just... But they just know not to approach. Right. And so, um, I feel like I remember being in boarding school and feeling like I was trying to play catch up for people to like me. Um, and even though that was what I felt, I still feel like I was very respected by my classmates. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I was never really in the mix. I was never really, you know... I didn't know what was going on socially and amongst the larger group. Yeah, but yeah. people always like people were always still excited and i to like you know talk but they also knew like malika is not gonna you know overshare you're you're not gonna get too 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 much but you're gonna have a great time Mm -hmm. when you're talking to me yeah um and i think that has saved me from a lot of a lot of wahala because you -hmm. can just see the kind of you know the type of time people be on when they (laughs) when they're coming to you and
0: and that's a big issue, as a ray of light. I, and I don't say that just to compliment you. When you are somebody who people see as a source of joy and they want to tap into that, mm-hmm. you've got to be protective. Because yeah. the people in this life, like, not to be like everyone's coming in with bad intentions, mm-hmm. but a lot of them mm-hmm.
2: aren't coming in with good ones. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of times, yeah. like people don't even know what they're coming in with. Mm-hmm. And I... A lot of times I can recognize that, okay, like this person doesn't even realize like how their words are telling me about like what lies underneath the surface. Yeah. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I just understand because I know that there was so much of me that was doing the same thing that had stuff Mm -hmm. underneath that Mm -hmm. I was now projecting onto other people. It's not that I was doing mm-hmm. it on purpose, but it was just like I the way that I see the world, what I understand is going to come out in the way that I'm talking to you and it's going to come out right. in the way that in the words in the choice of words that I use.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and I understand that, like when you look at society, I understand I can only imagine what happened in your life to get you to this place where you feel like this is the way that you need to be engaging with with me or anybody
3: yeah
1: right
2: but just because i understand doesn't mean i have to put up with it
1: Oof. no
3: damn <laughs>
1: i know Yikes. we all keep taking breaks <laughs> i gonna have
0: a really great time looking for this this episode's clip i don't know where i'm gonna
1: look
2: <laughs> oh, oh my goodness it's um, oh god i uh can wish you well, and I. Can, it can be all love. Yeah. But for my, for my sanity, for my protection, I. It, I have to. It has to be arms length yeah. away. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have been practicing some form of that. You know, my whole life. My dad was very, very discerning. Did not. Was very, very particular about the types of like. You know. Okay, we can't hang out with just anybody. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think it's something that was instilled in me from a young age, but, you know, getting to, you know, boarding school, that was just kind of who I already was. Mm. Right. Long way of getting to that part.
0: And even just hearing Mm. you saying that just because I understand doesn't mean I have to engage you, it, it gets into the fact that of the reality of life that some people are truly only for a season mm-hmm. and the select mm-hmm. few will be with you for the lifetime this is not a case of oh how we would like the world to be it just is
2: it just is
0: yeah
1: i was very aggressively reminded of that when we went for our high school <laughs> reunion um malika malika and i went and there were people there who i think malika you're the one who said it specifically like you can tell what somebody how somebody feels about you or perceives your relationship based yes. on how they hug you yes and it's like i haven't seen some of these people in like what seven years and the way they're <laughs> hugging me it's like they've known me in a different <laughs> lifetime i'm <laughs> like i haven't spoken to you in seven years and i kind of wanted it to stay
2: way. <laughs> <that. laughs> yo debbie please
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not because yeah. they're bad people That's or the, you know, like, I, I would like for you to speak them. more it's, into
0: that because often the misconception is that because I'm not talking to you, because you're not in my close circle, or I don't consider you a friend. It means that you're a bad person.
1: Where? How
3: does that make mm-hmm. sense?
1: That's not it. All just people right, on this exactly. earth. Like it's, it's two things, right? It's one, like on one hand. It was surprising in a positive way for me to feel like, oh, this person actually, like, maybe they actually will actively want to pursue a relationship with me. They want to, like, grow a friendship they felt like they never had the chance to or they're trying to, like, rebuild something. Or on the other hand, it's, like, the kind of thing that they're doing to just save face and, like, make a scene, like, make a point that, oh, I said hi Mm -hmm. to this person. and. It usually feels like it's the latter. There have been a couple of people who, when I saw them, and it was the first time since high school, I was like, yes, this feels right. Mm -hmm. And I'm back Mm -hmm. in contact with those people. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm hanging out with those people now. But, like, there are a lot of people from that weekend who are like, oh, my God, let's get numbers. (laughs) We got each other's numbers. They're all, like, excited to be like, oh, you live in New York now? I live in New York. Let's all hang out. And now it's like... Okay, so when we hanging out, like,
2: what to do? What to do? Like we we can get to it if you want to, but do you want to?
1: Mm-hmm. It's like I'm here, yeah. You're here. It's... You open the door, oh, not I'm me. You
0: guys are the most guilty of all this rubbish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you say you guys.
0: <laughs> I'm saying it because it's also me too, and I'm learning that mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay for me to not have your phone number. It's okay for me to say Bruh. goodbye and not I'll talk and, to you and, soon. and let it be I won't finished. I will talk to you
1: soon. The, let it be finished. The, the best thing that <laughs> happened for my piece, the best thing that happened for my piece was having two different phones my Nigerian phone having my WhatsApp on one and my American phone having WhatsApp <laughs> on the other and not having to talk to people whose Nigerian oh number I only know. You was onto
2: something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it makes a difference, right? Because it's like, now I don't have to talk to all those church aunties who be sending messages like, oh,
3: I
2: want to talk to you <laughs> my oh. Or, oh, my, oh why I, did you I start I had Bible aunt- study? Oh I had girl. an auntie tell me that she there was someone that she wanted to introduce me to. I said... No, and There's I said very plainly, I'm just like, yeah, you don't need to do that.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't, don't stress you yourself. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't even try.
0: I relieve you of your duty.
2: You've done enough. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God.
0: No, it's. it's- Why are they trying to marry me? It's y'all. Nobody be doing this to me. I be here, sitting pretty mm, in my household.
2: I I joke. I know. I joked my my Mm, aunties. No, I've made it very clear. I'm just like, please, unless I come to you, please don't ask me anything before I'm 30. Please. (laughs) Mm,
1: mm, mm. And they get... I don't even want you to ask
2: anything for me. No. (laughs) But they get it. They get it. They kind of... I joke about it. They'll joke about it, but I'm just like, hey. Man, i keep i joke too yeah i joke too but mm-hmm. i feel like i can feel them being like okay she's gonna come to it in her own time like mm. they love they really let me do my own thing
0: but it's because you've you set okay. the boundary you've set the precedent yeah. that if they go over those lines you will retreat like yeah. i will start slowly pulling mm-hmm. you out of my life yes. because you are not yes. falling within the boundaries that i've set with how to treat me as a person
3: exactly so either get in mm-hmm. line or get out
2: exactly I, don't know, I feel like my mom's best friend has been instrumental in helping me set these, some of these boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: mm-hmm. My
2: mom and her best friend, my auntie Yamaka, they're like this. Mm-hmm. They're like this. No, I, mm-hmm. they talk to each other on the phone pretty much every single day. They were so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and my auntie is pretty close with my mom's, you know, uh, sisters and family back home in Nigeria. Yeah. So she'll, you know, she helps to send information over yes. for me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She's a facilitator. <laughs> and um, my sister, my younger sister, for prom, her dress was this deep V, deep V dress.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, mm-hmm. My auntie. <laughs> oh my god, this is No, seriously. They-
1: god forbid she shows no, a bit. Very
2: of chest. much so. Like <laughs> my, you know, my family in Nigeria, they would be like, why? Like, how are they going out wearing these clothes like this? da da. da, da. Like, yeah. can you say something? To- can- asking my auntie here yeah. in the states, can you say something to them? My auntie was just like, do you want those girls to talk to me? Do you want to keep in touch with these kids? Then I can't come in here and tell them that the way they want to express themselves is wrong. Because they will ice me out and that's the end of it.
1: I love how smart your auntie Don't we?
0: Most times, when you're acting like... Whether you're choosing to like wear more revealing, uh, revealing clothing. For me, it was like piercings. I mm-hmm. my whole ear, <laughs> industrial, mm-hmm. and looking back now, I'm very happy with how my parents chose to handle the situation. They noticed it. They let me know that
1: they noticed. <laughs> <laughs> they acknowledged it.
0: <laughs> they acknowledged that it was there, but there was never the "if you don't take this thing out." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was recognizing that th- there are certain phases to growing up and to experience, like even if this is something that I went through that continued through adulthood, probably the way that I was doing it at 14, 15 is going to look different than at 30, 35. Obviously Mm -hmm. it has Mm -hmm. to, so much has happened. And if you don't let me be like, have those childish moments and get that out here now, that's Mm -hmm. how you see people who are 30 still acting like they're 23. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A yeah. hot girl summering like they're still like, in college. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness,
1: please. <laughs> I mean,
0: and we wonder why those people are not like messed up, but why they're feeling the need to get all of this like and en- like energy out now. And it's because it's been repressed mm-hmm. for so for long, so long. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And not recognizing that it's good and important for children to act like children sometimes. Mm-hmm. That even in like. Moments where, let's say, they're you know, we we'll use the Nigerian term disobedience.
2: Mm. <laughs> oh, they are <our> favorites.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> that, yeah, there's a child. Ch- children are gonna be disobedient. You're gonna mm. ask them to do things, and they're not going to want to, or sometimes do them. And it's important for them to ex like to express that or to get that out now. And for you to, as an adult, communicate, okay, this is why I was telling you to do this in the moment. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think that it's important for you to do it. And let them come to that conclusion on their own. Otherwise, they're going to be learning that lesson way too late and under more risky circumstances. Yeah. Yes.
1: We need to treat, somehow, I guess parenting needs to re- revert to a way where we treat kids like white, white parents cheat freshman white boys where you know it's that mentality of boys will be boys they just let them do whatever they want i mean as much as that's like it's such chaotic energy there's a certain amount of it that you just need to like just let somebody like just let a kid be themselves it's chaotic but children are chaotic
2: the thing is the thing is like just by nature of being black people in america mm. by nature of being Nigerian and just understanding how how our parents and their parents and their parents were raised yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
2: we were never let me not say we, we I am part of the we but like they were never taught emotional regulation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if you were mm-hmm. unable to regulate your own emotion how how can you can only imagine how that will present when you now have a child who, is now causing your emotions to be dysregulated. Yeah.
3: <laughs> God. God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so now you are now you are acting in this dis- from this place of dysfunction. Yeah. And that is what is guiding your your parenting.
0: Yeah. And damn not we you shaming all Nigerian parents. No, it's not it's not shade because they're Nigerian parents shade, get okay. it. And it's okay. the importance even just the importance of understanding that part of setting boundaries is knowing when to take a beat. We don't need to talk about this all night. You don't need to oh let this go to sleep angry.
1: Go yeah. to sleep upset. Why is there such a problem with oh I can't go to bed upset? No, sometimes, let me just sleep angry. Let me have a dream about it. You
0: need to have a mo Sometimes it's good to remove yourself from the situation and get back to a state where you can
1: properly process. Yeah, yes. let me talk to my sleep paralysis demon about this shit. Oh, my it's God, please. Like-
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, but seriously, if you have some advice, like, I, I, I want to hear it. Like, you know <laughs> it's... Uh, uh, it actually there's science behind like taking like sleep on it sleep on Mm -hmm. it comes from somewhere yeah Mm -hmm. there's like when you're in high stress situations like that you Mm -hmm. have all of these hormones pumping cortisol adrenaline pumping through i cannot speak on the neuroscience off the top of my head but Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on in in your brain that's like putting it in overdrive yeah where you are no longer able to process, you know, rationally the way you would if you didn't mm-hmm. have everything kind of bouncing around in your head. Yes. Yep. It's very healthy to take a step back, calm mm-hmm. down, so you can speak from a place that isn't emotions flying all over the place. Yeah. So that you can have a conversation where there is there is space, Rational thought. Rational thought and a willingness to comprehend.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Because the minute you stop being able to listen to the other person, you need to tap out. Yeah. Because nothing, no good work is going to be done there.
3: Mm-mm-mm. Especially, oh
0: boy. especially with like um, adult child relationships, but even with friend to friend boundaries, the minute we're at a Ooh. point where I'm no longer listening to you, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> only care. That's when we. That's bare minimum we're crossing boundaries Mm -hmm. on the worst case you're saying things that could not only just end the friendship but ruin any possible like connections you have because i'll say this i'm petty Mm -hmm. you you cross me the right way i will make sure you never work in certain spaces ever again period kidding (laughs) i will and i
1: she's not kidding i'm a mastermind
0: that's why i like to have all Virgo. yes
2: yeah Mm mm-hmm Ooh, you bring up a good point because I, whenever I, my younger sister, I told you, seven years, my junior, I try my best to instill these little things that I know are going to be part of any relationship as you grow up. Mm. I always tell my sister, if you ever feel like you're getting riled up, take a breath.
3: Mm -hmm. Take
2: an uh, inhale, count to four, hold for four, exhale for four, and then see how you feel. Mm-hmm. See what you want to say. Do you still want to, you still want to, you know, whatever whatever that first thought that you might want to take a pause before you say it, give yourself that pause.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I think we don't, a lot of us, again, haven't learned how to <laughs> appropriately regulate our emotions when we get into these heated situations. Mm-hmm. So then that's when the boundaries are getting crossed because we don't even know what the boundaries are for ourselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hoo, hoo, hoo,
3: hoo. I'm
1: just like, like, where do (laughs) I want to take this? It's a great
3: conversation.
2: I feel like people, it is a lot easier to know where that boundary is before you cross it with your friend mm-hmm. when you have taken the time to understand what that boundary is for yourself
3: yeah right
2: because you can because you can only people are only ever going to meet you where they've met themselves
3: mm-hmm.
1: oh god sorry I, oh, god. <laughs> that, hurt ba- he, that hurt my back my back. people
2: can't, will only ever meet you where as far as they've met themselves
1: yeah, that hurt my back. How- I felt that one like <laughs> done <here>. you.
2: <laughs> Stretch that out. <laughs> How can you expect someone to show up for you in a way that they have yet to learn to show up for themselves?
3: Yikes. Mm. Ooh, ooh.
2: But it's also like, it's also really freeing when you think of that. When it's just like, when people can't show up for you and you understand that like, nothing's ever about you.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It's always going to be about that person and what's going on within the ecosystem that is themselves. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is their mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. That relationship is now presenting itself in its, in the relationship with you. It's and and how it reacts to you is going to be how if, whether you guys remain friends or not.
3: Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. <laughs>
0: and to to like further speak on what you said about people can only show up for you the way that they've shown up for themselves it reminds me that it's important that i'm doing my own work cuz mm-hmm. i can't control i can't control nobody else mm-hmm, i can't control mm-hmm. their thoughts feelings whether they're going to be a good friend to me the only person who I really have control over is myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's important that I do the work if not just for mm-hmm. myself, but for the people who I hold close to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be yep. that friend who's yeah. out here snapping at people or crossing boundaries. Yeah. So, yep. and the if 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 anyone mm-hmm. can be fixed, can be saved, whatever term you want to use, it's you. Like you can work on yeah. you and mm-hmm. make sure that you're in a place where mm-hmm. You are treating the people who you care about and who you love with the respect that they deserve Mm -hmm. and the respect Mm -hmm. that they've asked you to treat them with. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was like the golden rule is that you should treat others how you'd like to be treated, but the platinum rule is to treat others how they would like to be treated. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when we have the conversation around boundaries, we need to remember that just because you like you're cool with certain things doesn't mean that they're cool with those things or right. with you treating yeah. them that way. Right. And it's important yeah. that you treat them the way that they would like to be treated because otherwise you you haven't loved them yes. well. Right. Yes. You just because that's how you would have loved you well doesn't mean that that's how you've loved that you've loved them well. Yes.
2: Yep. And it's it's a very vulnerable act of love to mm-hmm. communicate a boundary. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. To say, hey, I want you in my life. And this is the way that I think that could be most comfortable for me. Yeah.
0: Can mm-hmm. you meet me
2: here? Mm-hmm. To come and say, because, you know, we're all told, I, I me personally, I, I was the first daughter of Nigerian immigrants to the U.S. Like, I, am, I grew up a people pleaser.
3: Mm-hmm. I was
2: always, you need something, no problem. If it meant that I would give you my last kidney, then I would do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that is not sustainable. It's not, mm-hmm. and it's like I want you here, and in historically I've let all of this go. But today I'm saying no.
0: Yeah.
2: Mhm. Today I'm saying this is this is this is the this is an arrangement that will work for me. Will it work for you?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And boundaries change every day. That's the, the crazy time. part. Yeah. All the time. And it requires you. If you're loving on the people who you care about properly, that you are learning them every day. It was, mm-hmm. I feel like it was a it was a previous partner who had told me this, but one of the things was like, if you're going to be with me, I need you to learn to love me every day. This isn't, you need, I mm-hmm. need you to feel like you never truly know me, mm-hmm. but that every day mm-hmm. that you are encountering, yes, someone who has some previous traits, but a whole new man whole new Mm -hmm. person yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and if you can't Mm -hmm. do that then you can't grow with me Mm
3: -hmm. and even
0: though we hadn't worked out it was something that really stuck with me because it it won. i i don't know like not cemented the idea that it's okay for me to grow and change as a person Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's
0: okay for me to um to allow and to a certain degree, require Mm -hmm. the people around me to grow and change with me Mm -hmm. as
2: well. Mm -hmm. It's okay
0: for me to ask for that.
2: When you guys mm-hmm. first had this conver- conversation, when he first said this to you, yeah. like, how, like, what was your initial reaction to that? I was mm. like, I know you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know you, like, you the same person. Like, how, at that point, it'd been like over three years or so when we were sitting down. So I was like, what are you going to show me
2: <laughs> that I don't already know? That I don't already I don't know. Already know. Mm-hmm.
0: But in a lot of ways, it hurt that relationship because it never, in, in moments when, we would reach an impasse or we would hurt each other. Mm-hmm. It was hard to forgive. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. hard for me to believe that the person I knew then wasn't the person who's, who, mm-hmm. is, who they're trying you to communicate the to themselves mm-hmm. to me now. Mm-hmm. And it never allowed me to say that what I needed in the past was different now mm-hmm. that something yeah, that mm-hmm. worked before didn't work for me now mm-hmm, yeah. and mm-hmm. it
1: i felt stuck Oof. oh god Oof. see that's the thing is we often forget that even if we don't change like i think people like in, we'll say like in relationships people change sometimes people don't change but the way that they see the world does mm-hmm. and the way that they interact with other people does mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they've fundamentally changed it's just how they're encountering the world and that's oftentimes where Changing how you love someone comes into effect Mm -hmm. Mm. because the way that they're interacting with the world is now fundamentally different. The way that they're interacting with the relationship is fundamentally different. It doesn't mean that they've changed as a person, Mm -hmm. it's just the way that they're approaching things is different. And that's, I think, where the being able to cater your love to somebody, whether they're a friend or a partner, that it has to be adaptable. You yeah. have to be able to make those changes every single day. Mm. Not because the person is changing, but maybe their outlook of the world or the way they are re- approaching this relationship is. Even like cuz er- like
2: everyone's life, we understand that our life is changing. Our life today looks different different from one year ago. will look I hope it will look different in the next 5 years. Yes. Uh- <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um <laughs> and we recognize that everyone else is also going through their own version of this change in this life journey Mm -hmm. and who you are in different spaces at different times in your life, based off of the experiences that you have now gone through is going to change you. And if it doesn't, I'm concerned. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like we make a choice to, our, we make a choice to continue to love our partner and continue to love them through that journey. Mm, and yeah. it's going to be a matter of saying, it's going to be a matter of one, continuing to do that self-reflection so that you're able to communicate to your partner what how your boundaries are changing as you grow together. Mm. So it's a, yeah. a willingness to evolve in that relationship. Yeah. Understanding that, over time, what what probably was fine, you know, at the very beginning of our relationship, maybe that's not going to work for us right now anymore. That's the beauty of life, is that you get to keep changing, you get to keep growing and evolving, and you get to do that with you know hopefully you get to do that with people you love in different ways whether it's your family whether it's a romantic partner whether it's your platonic relationships like whether it's the person that was on the same vacation as you for that one week like you can share love in so many different ways and even like and even for however long that duration is there's so much change and growth that can occur and um It's just, I don't know. I think it's one of the beautiful parts of life. And I think we've been sold that, oh, you know, your 20s is the best time of your lives, 30s. What a lie. Right? (laughs) What a lie. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I would like to speak to the manager, like whoever came up with that. Like, I'm filing a formal complaint. It's been, it's a lie that we've been sold. And like, I feel like, I want us to have a deeper appreciation for all the growth and changes that can come at different stages and that it never stops until you take your last breath. Like there is always some way that you can continue to grow and expand.
0: Yeah. It's good to show that your expectations of what it takes to be in your space change because it allows you to constantly rewrite what people can expect from you
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and one thing that a friend had told me um her name is rachel best and she like she's 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 an amazing person she's basically kind of making her money telling people how to like negotiate and how to like set good boundaries and like Mm -hmm. i like
2: ooh, that sounds like but one thing that she
3: (laughs) Mm. she recognized
0: that I can't do it all. But with the few things that I do, I want to do them extremely well. Yeah. So when I say that, I, I'm not going to say I can do everything. I can't. But the things that I do commit to, the things that I'm saying yes to, I'm the, let's say, um, I only have like three really, really close friends. Like, and I'm, I'm not really including anybody else in my circle. But for those three friends,
2: I'll show up.
0: I'll show up. It's 3 a.m., you have COVID. Well, I guess I'm just going to have to, I guess I'm going to have, <laughs> I guess we have COVID. I guess I'm just going to have to pray to God for good health and that um, I make it through this as well. Because-
2: <laughs> Wait, I am so appreciative that you said that because I feel like I'm always telling people, I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks. Like, I can't, like, I don't have space, to yeah. you know, to for do for catch ups right now. But I have, like, a very short list of people that, like, if you randomly FaceTime me, I'll answer. Mm-hmm. Like, I have time for you. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not any extra energy to now answer that call. Mm-hmm. I get to, and, and in fact, I get to release, release myself. Yeah. And and let some of that go. But it's a very short list. It,
0: it, it has
3: <laughs> to be. It
0: has to be. Because you, you can't. You can't be that person for everybody.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
0: too much work.
2: Mm-hmm. How have y'all worked through or are working through um, setting those boundaries for like, for, for this, for the purposes of this conversation, yes. like your second, t- second tier down friends?
0: Yes. It's recognizing that there are three ways that and they're pretty similar like that i expect to be treating i expect to be treated and the ways that i expect my friends to treat them Mm -hmm. the first thing is following up Mm -hmm. where if you're someone who like is a second tier friend let's say you're not my close to the close but i consider you a friend i will show up for you Mm -hmm. then it is important that i ask about your day and when i ask i want to know the truth Mm -hmm. if it's not a good day don't tell me it's a good day okay And I will follow up with more detailed questions Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. what that day looked like. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to invest. I want to be able to ask you those questions because I want you to ask me those questions. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why I want you to ask me those questions is I'm more of a private person. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to or am. I I never gravitate towards sharing that much of myself with people. So I need. (laughs) 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 It's good. I like to be aloof. (laughs) But it's good for the people in my life to know me well, and because I've like set that boundary of like, oh, I need, I want to follow up on you, and I want you to feel like you can share anything without fear of like judgment or that any judgment that comes will be out of love. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not coming just trying to talk to you because I I need something. Yeah. That you can you can trust that my opinion or that my like assessment of a situation is truly in your best effort, mm-hmm. even if that's not the decision that you choose to keep.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's mm. that. I know there's this is, I have a list. I wrote this down because I had a feeling
3: somebody <laughs> would ask me this. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so no. is that
0: undivided attention? I am a quality time whore. Me too. Me. Too. I don't like it when you're doing other things around me. <laughs> if we've made plans to hang out together i have prioritized you in this moment and i don't think and i think in the past people didn't realize what that That meant meant. but for me i'm some i'm busy all the time Mm -hmm. and i guess for my close friends i wasn't as good at letting them know that I moved things around in my day just to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Even if it was just for us to go to the grocery store and come back, mm-hmm. I pushed aside meetings. I told people I can't call them. Mm-hmm. I told people that they could not hit me up. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm here with you in this moment. Mm-hmm. And, not only, and I want to be able to give you that because I don't know what sort of space you're coming in, mm-hmm. but I want you to feel seen. Mm-hmm. And I want to feel seen.
3: Mm-hmm. And so
0: it's important that I create this space that whatever's happening, whether we're being joyful together or we're mourning together, I am here and present with you in that moment. Yes. And then the last one, I'll let Demi go afterwards. Um, They're like kind of, I think they're, they're not exactly the same, but they go well together where one is, Um, like in terms of what what my friends can expect from me is understanding. Mm -hmm. I don't have to agree with you. Mm -hmm. And in fact, some of my closest friends, we are at odds (laughs) a lot of the time. (laughs) But I don't have to agree with you in order to be empathetic to your situation. And unless prompted by you or the Holy Spirit, I don't need to give advice. (laughs) I just need you to know that as your friend, I'm here mm-hmm. and I'm doing my best to see things through your lens.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, for what it looks like on the receiving end, it's I call it like a love correction. Mm-hmm. I'm hilariously aware of how imperfect I am and how <laughs> stubborn I am to change the things, <laughs> change the ways that I am imperfect. Yep. <laughs> so as my friend, I need you to be able to understand where I'm coming from. Even if it's wrong, mm-hmm. in a good time, a good amount of the time, it'll be wrong, mm-hmm. but I need you to also be able to lovingly let me know that's not the way you should probably handle things. <laughs> <laughs> and you, like, how, it's loving for you to correct me. Like, I don't yes. want you to feel like being at odds with me is you not being my friends. Because that's, like, how are you my friend out here, letting me make a decision that you think is bad, yes. without at least having the ability to say "I told you so."
2: Because then, what? Because what is this friendship
0: if not that? Exactly. You're not. I'm not asking for you to be my yes man.
2: Please keep that away from me. <laughs>
0: and honestly, you ask like a lot of the reason why I have such an aversion to social media is that it's just so much of it is like a whatever space you're in is people affirming you and you don't have enough of like that real hard like eh, what you're doing may not be the best thing to do Mm -hmm. because the people who are following you are people who are most certainly like correct uh, like aligned with
3: you yeah Yeah.
0: exactly (laughs) and I know at the end of the day sure let's let's even say you know we're all Democrats up in here Democrat Democrat but then (laughs) no (laughs) I didn't say that we were, but let's just, let's pretend that that scenario is true here. All of you people out here like, okay, you know, we're all aligned in policy and stuff. How, how many of you, if I'm sick, is going to be there? It's going to be the Republican family member who's coming to my hospital bedside.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: Out here looking for me, checking um, how I'm doing, yeah. calling me, even though we're
2: not aligned. politically aligned. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hoo, hoo, hoo.
2: Hoo, hoo, hoo. No, those are really great like pillars to kind of use as a way to guide yourself through your through your um your friendships, because I feel like friendships and, you know, hopefully all the relationships that you choose to include in your in your life. Add value. Yeah. Right. Like add value in whatever value looks like to you. Right. So sometimes the value that people bring is that you're a good old time and I love going out with you and doing the do. And hey, like we had a good time. Like that is, I enjoy being in your presence in that way. And Mm -hmm. it brings me fulfillment for that part of who I am. There are some people where there are, you know, larger expectations where the way that we need to show up and the way that I feel like you add to my growth is you tell me when I am acting crazy and need to be reevaluate how i'm showing up in the world
3: yeah
1: it's not necessarily a bad thing for relationships to have some sort of transactional aspect to them just because Mm. there's a transactional aspect to a relationship doesn't mean it's a bad thing right so like yeah i think there's a healthy amount of it in that you can be transactional in showing and giving love that should be the baseline the problem becomes when your the transactional aspect is material not necessarily mm-hmm. when it's emotional like if i'm showing up for a friend i would expect them to show up for me emotionally too mm-hmm.
3: yeah. and that's not mm-hmm. a bad
1: thing to expect that as your baseline i think the problem just becomes when your when one person needs are i guess overshadowing the other person and mm-hmm. in that yeah. in that sense being transactional isn't really helpful right because then mm-hmm. you're fulfilling one person's needs while not fulfilling the other just to say that you've met the baseline that's a problem
0: Mm -hmm. I want to or I guess one of the myths I've been starting to break is like this idea of unconditional love like with parents Mm -hmm. and children that's a totally different one. it's a dynamic I can't speak to I'm not a parent Mm -hmm. Um, possibly hope to be one one day but that's not where I'm at now Mm -hmm. but with children, two parents, with friends, amongst friends, with partners, it's not unconditional. Even in yeah. married like couples, it's not conditional. We are loving each other under the conditions. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. that you are doing certain things to make me happy, to make this relationship work, mm-hmm. to make this family work. And it's okay. It's not a bad thing. In fact, it's a good thing because God does it all the time. I mean, you're I you know I'm Christian, mm-hmm. so the first like place I always look to is God. And like God made covenants with us all the time. Like He makes yeah. it with Abraham, saying, "Look, I'm promising this thing to you, and so you know that when you're following me, that you're doing it under the guise of like that you can trust me, and that you can w- trust that my word is gold. Mm-hmm. And if God, mm. the omniscient, omnipotent person that He is, is still out here doing things with us under mm-hmm. these conditions mm-hmm. how we gonna how are you going <laughs> to tell me that i should love you or how can i demand unconditional love or yeah. unconditional respect yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me
1: unconditional unconditional love is a divine and perfect concept for ultimately very flawed and imperfect people like mm-hmm. it can exist yeah. but it can only exist in a situation where both people are able to one, be completely and blatantly honest with each other, completely and blatantly vulnerable with each other, and yeah. completely honest about the things that they need from each other. We're not mm-hmm. able to do that as a su- society. Mm-hmm. We're not able to do that as individuals. So I don't know why mm-hmm. we've come to this place where we feel like, oh, we must have unconditional love. That's not fair. That's not safe either. You don't want to be in a situation where you're allowing somebody to take more of you than you're getting of them. That's not fair
2: have either of y'all read um all about love by bell hooks?
0: No. But I I just started getting into bell hooks, so yeah, mm.
2: definitely on the TV the to be read list. Yeah. Um I've I have I've been reading it for like the last 2 years. I haven't finished it because, you know, a lot of things come up when you're reading, you know, some of these heavier texts. No. It took me like
0: I'm a fast reader. I I can go through a book in like a week. And I think I, when I first read Bell Hooks "Ain't I a Woman," like it took me,
2: yeah. yeah. Like I
0: would read a chapter and be like, "I need to sit down mm-hmm. and like oh my this mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for like a couple of
2: weeks." There's and so, then go back into it. Like,
0: what there's was your always, initial
1: recommendation? I didn't hear it the first time.
2: Um, uh, all about love.
1: All about love. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot packed in there, um, but definitely a great read for anybody who is, you know interested in learning more about what love is yeah um so that we might possibly have a chance to figure out how we want love to exist in the world
0: demi uh, i'm not sure if you if you had any other boundaries or like any practices that you're instilling into your relationships um
1: well right for now. me right now I am, i'm back in therapy for the first time in like five years or six years or something crazy like that and part of what i've been like working with my therapist on is unlearning a lot of the um let me not call it generational trauma but that's what it is that's what it is but like the a lot of the learned um habits that i have in from growing up in in nigerian household where my primary command was um submit serve Mm. and please right Mm. so for me the first things that i've been trying to establish have been like boundaries at work because those are more concrete right so the exercise has been like establishing those kinds of boundaries realizing what good it's doing for me and then using that to build onto the next stage which is establishing boundaries with my parents Mm -hmm. but in terms of Boundaries with friends, the one thing that I've been really working on hard with my therapist is acknowledging that sometimes, because my problem is I don't like saying no to things, it's practicing actually saying no to things I'm not able to do or things I don't actually just don't feel like doing. Because my problem is I start to, I get really bad anxiety when I feel like I'm letting people down and so I will say yes to things that I may not even be able to physically get to. Just because I don't want to let somebody down and then I'll inconvenience myself to go across like I'll inconvenience myself to go to New Jersey to see a friend when I have homework I need to be getting done and it's actually going to take me longer for me to go out there and see her like that kind of thing mm-hmm. so the the practice of just saying no to certain commitments has been the hardest part <laughs> um mm-hmm. and just letting myself acknowledging to myself that it's okay and that i'm not less than for needing to take care of myself first mm-hmm. um and then eventually i'll work on boundaries and specific relationships mm-hmm. but like so far it's been those three exercises that have been the main fo- the like my, my main focus with her
2: wait Debbie. shout out to my therapist <laughs> yo d can we talk about our relationship and how we've like navigated and maneuvered bound- our sure. boundaries <laughs> yeah um yeah i feel like with like you saying um learning you like that you're learning how to say no i feel like that's like something that you and i have worked on
3: mm-hmm.
2: pretty intimately yep um like i and I obviously say this in the sweetest way, <laughs> like, Dragger,
3: dragger. There we go.
2: I like, I feel like there was like, um, like when we, we were living in the same apartment, like I would always want to come see to me and she'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the time would come and she'd be like, actually no. And I would be like, okay, you know, you do what you got to do. Like I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and like i feel like we've grown through like uh, we've grown through like the pain of like how that affected me in our relationship and like
3: mm-hmm.
2: my my love languages are quality time so it's mm-hmm. like quality time and like i feel like acts of service is like my mm-hmm. number 3 but like still pretty yep. close to my first two
3: yeah
2: um and so like i i feel like we had a number of like challenging conversations where Mm -hmm. we just had to be like okay like Demi would say how she is in you know like how she's experiencing our relationship and I would say how I'm experiencing it Mm -hmm. um I think you know that's my sister for my life so like where I obviously the the love runs deep that I Mm -hmm. want to understand like what it is in there like what it is that is causing this rift in our relationship Mm -hmm. um and i think like because like i because i love my friend and i know that she's growing through this um you know growing through the i think i recognize that she is growing in a way to develop those boundaries mm mm-hmm. I try to help in those ways. Like I will always be like, if you can't do it, it is okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I am giving you permission to say no.
1: Mm. Yeah. And you were very patient with me through that whole process too. I think a lot of it, like I didn't want to acknowledge how much of it was me grappling with mental health issues and not mm-hmm. wanting to be around friends in that time. Mm-hmm. And because I I think there's this, also this mentality of first born african child i can never look like i'm going through shit
3: mm. and
1: unlearning all of that mm-hmm. has been has been very hard mm-hmm. and it translated itself so directly in how i like how i was being honest with my friends like how mm-hmm. honest i was about what i was actually going through with my friends like i just like sat in my room for a couple months and just didn't see anybody because i didn't want people to see how much i was hurting from shit and obviously, that's not what friends are there for. Friends are there to comfort you. But I think I'd been in a place where for so long I'd been so used to to putting up these walls and pretending everything was fine that if I knew I was going to encounter somebody that would force me to actually show the cracks and that everything wasn't fine, I panicked and had such bad anxiety. Mm. And so then that on top of the fact that I just was... I'm still a people pleaser and get so much anxiety saying no. Mm-hmm. It was chaotic and it was just so unfair to you too. Like we've talked about this a bunch but mm-hmm. like it was unfair because not only are you a quality time person, but you're one of the only people who I can very easily like open up to. Mm-hmm. I think I was just scared of actually like opening up and acknowledging all the shit that was happening mm-hmm. mentally, especially because I know you're going through your own stuff too. <laughs> so and that it's it's hard because when you have a friendship where you're essentially like siblings mm. sometimes it's hard to put up those boundaries because you know mm, this person will be here for me but mm. there's a second where you have to acknowledge they they don't have to stick around <laughs> my siblings don't have to stick around why would this person stick around for me you yeah. know mm. there's again what is unconditional love mm. yeah you
3: know?
1: but it's important and like i've been we talked about this and like i've been working on it but it's important to just remind ourselves that building those boundaries are helpful and just because a boundary exists doesn't mean it's a per- a permanent thing
3: mm-hmm.
1: or a bad thing at all mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um in the continuation
0: of dragging demi i would also <laughs> oh, like <God. laughs> i would I'm also like it. to note at least with our dynamic one thing that i at least i hope that i've like instilled with us is that it's okay to be chaotic sometimes it's
1: okay i think i know that (laughs) it's
3: okay
0: if you're having a bad day and one thing like i've noticed when we hang out is not just like the need to say yes but and that and that it's okay to say no but it's actually better that you tell me no at the Mm -hmm. beginning it's like it's it hurts more for you to say no afterwards. Yeah.
2: I've gotten excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and not in a way of like, oh, well, you, sh- like, you should have done this or to wag your finger. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in a way of like, if you're going through something and I'm asking you to do something and you can't do that at that moment, not only is it better, like for me, the person asking to know no, that it's a no from you so that I know how to plan around it, but it's better mm-hmm. for you so that you don't have to go through the stress. As in, yeah. Of trying to do it the thing, and then realizing you can't do the thing, and mm. then having to now have the conversation it's double. about how you—it's double stress. It's, yeah. I, I'm looking at you. This is what the camera is. It's double stress. But it's—I it's, think it's almost like a weird. It's—it's it's a. I don't even know what the. The right phrases, but it's weird to think that by asserting the boundaries, you're actually helping everybody else
2: out. Everybody.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Because you are giving, you are pointing the light at, you're waving, you know, the people on the airplane tarmac with the lights. You're you're directing your friends down the path that will be most, that will lead to the most success in the relationship. Yeah, exactly. But you have to give them, you have to give them a chance to show up for you in the Mm -hmm. way that you need them Mm to. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And... Are we done dragging, dummy? <laughs> <laughs> is it
3: still
0: going there? am my free? <laughs> <laughs> no. And I, I mean, I, isn't this, I, I... No, I'm done dragging you. We're done. I think what's... You
1: sound so disappointing.
0: <laughs> I, no, I mean, the only reason why I bring that up is one, because I know that there are a lot of people who struggle with the same thing. Mm. I need to be superwoman and do it all and juggle and do and look pretty while doing it. Mm -hmm. And not only is that not sustainable, as we've been talking about, when you break down,
3: Mm -hmm. when you say it, it.
0: (laughs) when like the final nail in the coffin has come, you may not be able to recover from the damage you've done to yourself.
3: Mm -hmm. I had a friend
0: Who behaved this way so much so that she physically got ill? Oh mm-hmm. my god! She kept bending over backwards so much that she got sick and mm. got sick to the point where she couldn't like leave mm. her home. Oh my yep. god! And of course, me in the moment, I was joking. I was like, I didn't see what you've done to yourself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> <So> stupid!
0: <laughs> you this, I see where it's gotten you. <laughs> but it's just so telling to see that. I can't. You can't light yourself on fire trying to keep people warm.
2: Ooh, say that. Ah, say that.
0: You can't light Ow. yourself on fire trying to keep everybody else warm. I
2: still feel like I'm being dragged here. It's
0: not just for you. It's for me too.
2: Okay. No, no, and this, it's this is for me too. Like. Presently, today, I'm just like, hmm. There are some things that can I should probably do a little bit differently. If yeah. are you giving too much of yourself? Are you pouring from an empty cup? Mm. Are you putting mm. someone else's face mask before your own?
1: Oh, uh, right. Yes. Not the not the airplane. No, an
0: that's <laughs> In fact, I need that like tattooed on my body. No, because seriously, no. no, you don't. No, you do not. You
1: really do not. Please don't. Please don't. This one, you
2: don't want us to have fun.
1: We just, not like that. That's not <laughs> we just can't <laughs> That's
3: foolishness. That's foolishness.
2: That's not fun. There's a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> no, we are especially, we are re- for recovering, but, you know, if you're still a people pleaser, it's okay. It's okay. It's a process. It's a journey that, like, we need to put others before ourselves. And that is where it is so critical that we relearn to set that boundary, that mm. actually know I can't give you of myself that I don't even have for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you giving? Why can't you take why can't you do that for yourself? Let's Mm -hmm. ask that question. Mm -hmm. Why what is what are you missing that you need to take this much from me? Yeah. Right. And go find that with your therapist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I guess with that. We always ask this question at the end of every episode, yeah. and we'll start with you, Malika, or maybe I'll let Esther answer it first so that you have time to yeah, think, yeah. but... I'll go first. How are you trying to be a better person today? We've <sighs> mm-hmm. covered
0: so much. Mm-hmm. Truly, mm-hmm. it's which one do I want to pick?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what am I choosing to work on today? Just one, um, just one. The most important thing is... To have those moments of reflection right now
3: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm having to rediscover myself in so many ways I, I have to and I'm getting to ask myself what I want and it's important that I do that not just for myself but for the people who I love mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. can't know how to truly love me well and they can't know me mm-hmm. if I don't take this time to actually figure out who this girl is mm-hmm. under a multitude of, um, situations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's, it's messy mm. doing this work is hard. Mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll be like, okay, one minute. And then like sitting down on the floor crying the next <laughs> and it's ugly. And this is the part of therapy that people don't like to do Listen. <laughs> yeah. It's looked a lot, a lot like journaling. It's looked a lot like journaling. It's looked a lot like taking a moment of pause. Yeah. And it's looked a lot like distancing myself from people,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which for somebody who doesn't have a lot of friends to begin with, is <laughs> rough.
3: Painful,
1: isn't it?
0: But I'm grateful mm-hmm. because the friends who've t- stuck around the people who have stayed close have, been, have loved me that much more, have loved me that much better. And it encourages me to keep going.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It lets me know that I'm, I'm on the right path.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's messy and it's hard, but it's the right thing to do. And doing the right thing is sometimes doing the hard thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh. Damn. Ooh. How do I go? What about you, Moika? How do I go after that?
2: No, now repeat the question because I got lost.
1: (laughs) Come on. How are you you trying to be a better person today?
2: Oh. Um. Ooh. I think I uh, can take a couple more breaths. Take a couple Mm. more deep breaths. Yeah so that I can bring myself back to center so that I can show up for others. Yeah, Um, I'm definitely in a season right now where it's chaos, 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 chaos. I am go, 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 go. Um, And it's causing me to, you know, not see as clearly and it's making me doubt and, you know, I can feel... My faith is shaky right now.
3: Mm.
2: And I can't do what God has put me on this planet to do if my faith isn't solid.
0: Yeah.
2: I can only come back to fortifying that faith when I take a second to go inside. Mm. I show up for other people when I show up for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm really really being reminded of in this in this conversation with you both is that there's so much to there's so much that I can offer and um, I feel the call to continue to share it and yeah. seeing how it can just help other people. So it is my responsibility that I take care of myself first. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you need to say that again. You need to say that again. Say it again. Say it
1: again.
2: I know the ways that I can show up for other people, and I am excited to show up for people in that way. But in order to do that, I need to make sure that I show up for myself first.
3: Mm.
2: It is only.
3: How do I even follow (laughs) you?
2: She can't see me. She, she can't see no,
1: me. No, I know. Passing the mic. She's passing the mic to you, <laughs> D. How Christ. are
0: you trying to be a better person today?
1: Am I?
2: <laughs> no. No. Am I trying? No, because because some days it's it's relax on the healing. Some days it's just yeah, hangouts. It. You
0: did that for kindness,
2: Ladi.
1: <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> you did that for the kindness episode, and I allowed it because it was a very
1: yeah. I can't say. I can't say. Two I'm days in a
0: row, and two day, two episodes I'm in a row, were not growing.
3: <laughs>
1: well, I, so like I, I think I mentioned briefly, establishing um, boundaries with my parents is one that I'm very aggressively working on right now. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I think something about the Holy Spirit testing me <laughs> because yes. It really should not be that serious, but somehow it is. And that's always how it is with parents. Um, But I think I need to, one, give myself permission to just be angry. Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes in interacting with parents, we can, well, I fall into the pattern that a lot of Nigerian kids fall into of just, it's my parents. I have to do X, Y, and Z. I have to say X, Y, and Mm -hmm. Z to just appease them. But I have to allow myself to be upset and to truly voice how i'm feeling as opposed to just sweeping it under the rug for the sake of peace you know today peace is not necessary
3: exactly
1: and that's okay and as much as it's like i need to establish a boundary sometimes the boundary needs to be established by force true peace this is one of those boundaries sometimes
0: true peace can only come When you
2: put up an electric
1: fence.
3: Problems.
2: Go, sorry, 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 finish, finish. Why? You know that was not the you know that was not the response.
0: (laughs) Problems was not the correct answer.
1: (laughs) Problems.
0: Sometimes only true peace can come with setting those boundaries. Yes.
1: Oh, okay, they are. With being angry, with being upset.
0: Because if you don't, then there's not peace. There's just tension.
1: Yeah, that part.
2: Oh my God, you ain't said nothing but a word. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: God. And with that, this has been another episode of a Beg the Podcast. Yes. Uh, first, wait. First, let's have Aleka tell us where. Yes. Where can the people find? find they wa- They're gonna want to <laughs> find you. They're gonna want to find you. <laughs> <laughs> They've already. That's
0: found it. fast.
2: Oh my goodness. Yes, I'm on TikTok at it's a double underscore period then my name. <laughs>
1: i also include this in the description please
2: do i'm on tiktok and i'm on instagram they're connected to each other so if you find one you find both um
1: i'll put both handles yes
2: definitely follow because i am working on creating an online home for my meditations and building kind of a wellness brand so yeah. that I can teach and share more of this and have these kinds of conversations. So definitely follow mm-hmm. if you want to know more about that. But <laughs> um yeah. Y'all have been so yeah, much are. fun to talk to. This mm-hmm. has been so much fun, a great way to start off my week, seriously. I'm so mm-hmm. glad. Well, Good.
0: listeners, you already know what time it is. You already know the oh, volumes. Yeah.
1: Esther, Esther, tell them where they can find us. If you're looking us. for us, she loves if doing you – she loves you, act,
0: you. You enjoy when I do it. Don't act, stop acting brand new. If you like what we're doing, if you like the conversations we're having, if you just like us as people, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Then you can follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at AbegThePod. That's A B E G, the P O D, A B E G, the P.O.D. Follow us on social media. We're there. Look at the conversations we're having. Look at this knowledge that we're dropping. Wisdom. Mm.
2: The Holy Spirit is present. Amen. In this period, world. she said, "Period." I said, "Amen."
0: <laughs> yes to both. Amen is just the holy way of saying period.
3: That's all. The holy period.
0: But you should follow us because this, this is what we're all about. I think that it's not, too, it's not too early to be having these kinds of conversations. Well, look at War, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're at 25. Mm-hmm. It's important that we have these conversations Damn. right now because uh, this, this is how we break the generational curses, the generational trauma. Break those curses, break every chain. <laughs> we want you to be a part of that journey. <laughs> I'm ignoring you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like you're
1: really ignoring me not, I Uh-oh. heard it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, if you follow, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave us a nice five star um, review or rating or whatever the thing is called. Only nice things, please. No anything negative.
2: I beg the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's been lovely talking to you. Esther. Always a pleasure, D. Always. And with that, it's been another episode of a Beg the Podcast. Bye. Bye.
2: I'm doing peace sign like anybody can see me. <laughs> <laughs>